Welcome to East Coast DNA. Uh, today in the apartment studio, we have Brad Reed here with us. Uh, welcome, Brad. Thank you. It's uh, nice to be here. So uh, you're actually going for a showcase at the uh, Music Week next weekend? Yeah, that's right. I've got a showcase uh, Friday evening at the Old Triangle at, uh, I believe it's 845 so yeah looking forward to that i'll have the band with me and i will be playing lots of music from uh my new scotland album which was it's about two years out two years old now and uh, a couple of new tunes from a new album that'll be coming out in the new year excellent and i did see as well that you have a pre-save out for a new single the for the weekend as well so. yeah new single on that same day so friday that becomes available and what's the name of the new single I that's saw the called link. yeah that's called uh, the mcdonald bridge so the album is called the bridge this track the first track is the mcdonald bridge i live uh pretty close to the mcdonald bridge in halifax and it's kind of kind of the idea between behind the track and the album is is kind of uh I, I i like to think of it as sort of blending the traditional kind of keep Breton roots with a little bit of kind of a modern acoustic pop sound so I, it's kind of a i don't know i think of it as kind of a, a bridge in that way so. <laughs> so your new scotland album i did notice that at the very least at the first review of it you can see the names are all named after different places uh quite a bit yeah so is that a theme going into the new album that you're are they, are they all bridge themed um i don't know i never really thought about that but i don't think so a couple of them are kind of named after places like there's like i also live on edward street so there's a edward street jig but it's not really all named after bridges um it's more so it's more so just the concept, I guess. Yeah. And I did see one thing uh, on your YouTube channel. You had a remix uh, with yes. a, a cool BMX <laughs> music video to go along with one of your songs. So how did uh, that type of thing come along? Is that somebody approached you to do a remix of your song? or? Um, no, I actually did that remix myself. I, cool. I, uh, I've just been into kind of electronic music a little bit and... Um, and so, you know, I kind of did that remix with the idea of doing that video with it, which is the, uh, you know, the BMX uh, biking in the skate park, which is something that I've just gotten into the last few years, you know, just kind of as a, as a hobby. Um, so yeah, the remix, I just kind of worked on that myself, brought it back into the studio and uh, yeah, we mixed it up. <laughs> I did not follow uh, the little disclaimer on there to put the headphones on first but i did have a subwoofer <laughs> on the computer setup where i was doing it, so i had a little wall of sound for it so i nice i did appreciate why you'd want the headphones it's very yeah. catchy oh yeah i mean that's, that's the kind of thing where a lot of people will just listen to a song for the first time on their phone or something and just playing with those phone speakers and you know i do it too but if you really want to get the best sound you gotta uh, oh, <laughs> either yeah, have the, sure. the speakers or the headphones yeah and now just as a little picto county plug since you're here today <laughs> with me into glasgow uh, are you aware of the skate park that just opened in picto i am aware of it yeah i haven't checked it out yet so uh i hope to do that really soon i thought about bringing my bike this morning but i just didn't uh, didn't manage it so we'll have to get you back down because the 
person that's really the person responsible for having that happen yeah. is also in a band that would be very suited to your fiddle music. I cool. Like the Kitchen Criminals. All right. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. maybe we can jam or something. All right. That's, I would <laughs> love to see you and them performing at the skate park. Oh, yeah. That'd be that awesome. Would, that would be awesome. So there's a, if Ashley's listening or <laughs> any of the other members of the band, that's that's my little wish. If you could do that for me, thank you. Yeah. So uh, your name, I had told you before uh, we started recording, I knew of you a little bit beforehand, but uh, I also am aware that from naming you a couple times with other people that I've been interviewing that all the other musicians know who Brad Reed is as well. <laughs> so uh, I'm assuming that you've been performing with a lot of different artists over the last couple of years. Um, yes and no. I mean, I've been around for a long time, uh, playing with, you know, as a side musician, I think with a lot of people over the years and, um, only in the last few years that I, did I kind of like focus on the solo stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess a combination of that, you know, being on the music scene for, uh, I don't know, 20 years or so, and then finally you know doing some solo stuff and kind of like all the promotion that goes on with that uh you know there's a lot of networking there's a lot of you know Absolutely. these kinds of things so when you put it all together um yeah you know i've made uh, made some friends along the way and you get the good jam sessions happening at these kinds of conferences like the one coming up in sydney where you're all uh sitting around the piano in the lobby or something like that and yeah met a few people and it's it's fun that's one of the great things about the industry is just you know making those connections and those friends absolutely so where like how young would you have been starting into playing fiddle uh i started the fiddle probably when i was about 12 or yeah i'd say about 12 12 or 13 which is you know not super young but it's kind of like a it's fairly young and i actually started with the saxophone first in school that was my well okay. i'll actually i should uh, rephrase that my first instrument was the guitar when i was seven years old my parents put me in a group guitar class but after one lesson the teacher quit oh nice <laughs> i hope it was no reflection on on us or me but anyway so next thing that came along was school band i played saxophone in school band and, you know, so around that time, my grandfather always played the fiddle too. He was a Cape Breton fiddler. So I went with him to a festival in Cape Breton at the Gaelic College. And that's when I saw kids my own age kind of playing fiddle. <laughs> and before that, I thought it was just, you know, grandfathers that played the fiddle. So, so that kind of got me hooked on playing the fiddle. And so at what age would you have, you, you actually... We're in Russia, is that with the Cirque du Soleil? That's right, yeah. So how how long of a gap is it between the seven-year-old trying out guitar for the first time and when you're actually like out touring around doing stuff? Um, well, I so I went to music school as well at St. FX. Um, and then after that, I started working on cruise ships as a musician. Cool. And... Just all around that time when I wasn't on cruise ships and I was home, I'd, you know, be playing with other people. And then I kind of officially uh, retired, we'll say, from the cruise industry in about 2009. And that's when I kind of 
I was playing a lot with Ryan Cook over the years, starting around then, which was great. We had a lot of fun, a lot of traveling. And, uh, yeah, I'd say that's what's what really kicked off the, you know, kind of the uh, local music performing. <laughs> so what would be the inspiration in, from your own personal reflection of your music? What is the inspiration for you to kind of take that traditional sound and kind of put your own little modern spin into it? Um, yeah, well, I think having grown up with that uh, saxophone background and I got, you know, jazz, like as which, which is what I studied in university and what I, I happen to have a great um, music teacher when I was growing up, like grade six to nine, um, who would come in early and we'd sort of jam and he'd, he'd like be teaching us about jazz kind of on the side and, and loaning us his record collection and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, so, so that music was always a real part of what I did, but then along with the fiddle, you know, I, I want, I wanted to be able to kind of carry on the fiddle uh, tradition in my family, but, you know, with all those other genres, and then you mentioned the Cirque, you know, it's all, I, I just have a lot of influences from all the traveling I've done, different music I've listened to over the years, and I just figured, you know, it's a part of me, so why not just let it all kind of come out and, 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 you know, make, do something with it. <laughs> and did having the opportunity to be touring around like where you've played with other artists as like a hired gun and mm -hmm. doing your own solo stuff you've been around different places in the world has having that exposure while performing given you different influences than you would have had just growing up in the nova scotia area uh yeah i would say definitely um you know anything from like uh you know being down in nashville and hearing some of the the really traditional country stuff you know or the like the texas swing which is a really cool genre because it to me i hear it being as like a real blend of jazz and and country um you know like so uh that's fun and um you know traveling uh, even in Russia, you know, I, one of the things I did in Russia was find a bunch of uh, Irish sessions in pubs and go and jam and, and uh, meet people that way. And so I'm hearing, you know, Irish tunes playing by Russians, played by Russians. But then also, you know, you hear some local music too. Anytime there's a session somewhere, you're going to hear some of the, the uh, local music as well as the the common kind of like Irish stuff that everyone knows all around the world. Sure. So you're kind of getting it a little, uh, you're getting what you know, but kind of filtered through a different lens yeah. so that you're seeing a little bit of their influence mixed in and yeah. building and, it with yeah. your own. And Yeah. And that's cool. <laughs> and I did notice one thing in your own little bio right up that I'm kind of glancing over at here right now while skating was in there when it was listed after the different instruments and everything you were playing. So was that part of the Cirque du Soleil? Were that you, was. You were doing, was it like a figure skating while playing instruments or? Well, I was part of the juggling act in the show. So there was a juggler and you know, the whole show was on ice. So, yeah. so, uh, the jugglers skating, then you had a main character, um, named crystal who was like a real figure skater uh then we also had like a comedic character um 
uh, also on skates. So then, so for that juggling act, I didn't really do figure skating. I mean, I grew up playing hockey, so mm-hmm. uh, I, little did I know I'd be playing using the hockey uh, power skating skills and playing clarinet at the same time. Um, but yeah, so I just would be, I did have a choreography, you know, I'd be out on the ice kind of following around the characters and, and, uh, and skating. Yeah. Like a, like a choreographed kind of almost a dance, I guess, but playing at the same time, um, going up a ramp. (laughs) So did the hockey experience help you? Like I I can't skate myself, so I I should be ashamed as a Canadian, but I would not have been able to, I can't play and I can't skate. I would have been horrible at that. (laughs) Yeah. That job's not for you. (laughs) Uh, you could have been back, you could have been uh, behind stage, you know, yeah. or behind the scenes. No, but yeah, it, like if I had to learn to skate, what, you know, get the job and then learn to skate, yeah. then it would really slow things down. I mean, some people kind of do that. They, they're really good at what they do, but don't skate. So they have to learn. Um, and usually in those cases, they're not given a, you know, a really difficult skating role, but they sure. just have to be on the ice and, and skate and, you know, not fall over and, yeah. and look somewhat comfortable and relaxed and graceful, you know, but, but luckily I was, I had a, I don't know, I was a little bit ahead of the game there. <laughs> Excellent. So what made you decide, like as an adult, you're still based out of Nova Scotia. And I know one of the reasons that you were able to stop by is because you're ripping around Nova Scotia. So <laughs> you're not even just necessarily stationary, but what is it about Nova Scotia that uh, brings you back and keeps you here? Cause obviously you've been afforded some opportunities in your lifetime. I'm sure that with the world travel, you would have, you would have been exposed to a lot of different things, but you're still like myself deciding to stay here. Yeah. Um, well, I do like the travel. I know, um, so I love to get away and get to these other places and kind of experience things and interact with uh, other scenes, I guess. But, but you know, back in Nova Scotia, I can always you have that connection to the music. You know, if I can, I can be down in Cape Breton whenever I want. You know, whether it's visiting family or just kind of doing the the Cayley scenes down there and jamming yeah. and you know playing tunes. Um, also, yeah, I mean, I just, it's nice to be around where I, it's something I think about, like, do, should I move on or, or stay, you know, in Nova Scotia? I, I definitely enjoy it because of all the, the people, like you were mentioning before, you know, you have this network already set up and there's, there's a lot of, uh, I guess I've built some, uh, a bit of a name for myself here. I have some opportunities, but, uh, who knows, maybe I will uh, choose to move on and then come back. We're happy to keep you here. And like I say, I'm, I'm here myself. So I, I realized too, that uh, one opportunity these days is that we have the technology to really support people doing just about whatever they want, just about anywhere they want. So it kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off on if I'm trying to succeed, do I need a new market? You can get a new market remotely and then you can visit it to, you can go play live there and come back home to Nova Scotia. So yeah, keep exactly. It. Yeah, that's so. I like that idea because it's uh, it's nice to be here, but then go you know go play somewhere and come back. So you know that's working for now. And for your solo, you obviously can perform solo by yourself, 
but you'll also have a full band like you'll be playing with with your showcase yeah so what's the difference that you find yourself by having a full piece support band for the songs that i'm assuming you're writing a lot of the songs originally exactly yeah jigs and reels and yeah you developed it but then you're taking your baby and bringing it to another group of people and saying let's raise this thing together yeah so i mean i don't play a lot completely solo um i think with this especially this kind of fiddle music you know cape breton style is really it really goes well with with piano or guitar you know the accompaniment um so if i was going to do you know duo or you know small solo-ish stuff we'd still have that basic kind of accompaniment but uh with the original music i guess you know if i'm going to play in that situation with piano or guitar i would tend to do more of the traditional repertoire and not too much of my original stuff because if uh well it's just it people don't know it (laughs) it's not, not all of it is really straightforward so it's hard to just kind of play you know and and play it by ear but with the band you know we work out the arrangements um i i'm always playing with you know great musicians who can interpret the the charts you know the music that i write for them and kind of bring their own uh, spin to it as well um so i guess that's what i like about the band is that i can kind of like ask everybody to do certain things Mm -hmm. and it'll kind of get done (laughs) and being that you do have a showcase coming up music week with a full band yeah is there i know from especially from interviewing people that these uh showcases tend to be the the best people you can get up on stage with you but not everybody can always make it so sometimes some of your regular buddies have to be substituted so is there anyone you you got your regular players going with you this time uh well i actually have two substitutions no, that's so, what i was gonna get at. i like to know before i go like i'll be checking as many sets as i can but i like to know who else is up on the stage with people yeah just to get a feel for how everyone's all connected so uh darren mcmullen has been playing guitar with me the last i don't know while so he's fairly a, a regular uh so he'll be there um and then filling in on the bass uh will be ed woodsworth um, who's, you know, he lives in Sydney and is a great musician. He plays with lots of people and has his own music on the go. And then uh, a friend of mine from the Halifax area, Dave McRae, will be playing percussion. So, yeah, we've already been, already been getting together and, uh, and jamming and having some rehearsals, and it's going great. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. And then after Music Week, do you have some live performances lined up? You have a new album in the works, so I know that you'll be wanting to support that at some point. Exactly, and that's looking like it'll be in the spring, maybe March. Um, So between now and then, um, there's a couple of more kind of conferences and festivals that are on the go. I'm uh, looking at um, heading to Glasgow in January in Scotland for the Celtic Connections Festival. And then uh, the big one, uh, Folk Alliance International in Kansas City in February. So that'll be, we've got a showcase there. So that'll be a lot of fun too. Some good exposure leading up to a new album release. Yeah, absolutely. And that actually is a theme with a lot of these recent string of interviews is there's a lot of people that are, they're doing music week, 
a couple other things are coming up while they're working on a new album in the spring they're releasing it. So the good thing is none of you sound the same. It's all <laughs> different styles and blends of genres and everything. That's so great. Yeah. I'm going to have an awesome playlist in the car next spring because <laughs> I'm going to be like, Oh, these are all the bands that I interviewed. So it will be awesome. Yeah. Great. Um, with the new album, is this the same players that you're going to have with you at the showcase, or do you have any uh, anybody new, else contributing with this one? Uh, yeah, the new album is going to be slightly different. I'm going to have piano on it and some bass, whereas the other one was was guitar, bass, and percussion. So with the piano, probably going to be a couple of people. Um, Troy McGilvery is is involved. Uh, Kim Dunn, and there may be somebody else so we're, you know, wait and see surprises. yeah i'm kind of like just finishing up the last couple of tracks uh and then um but yeah and then um ron hines has played some bass on it oh cool uh we'll probably get jamie again to play some more bass as well um but yeah it's mostly going to be p piano and fiddle that's kind of the focus of it and it's yeah. probably too way too early to ask because the originals aren't complete yet but are you considering maybe doing some more remix type ideas with some of these uh, songs i would definitely consider it because it's fun and it just kind of uh, makes it kind of opens it up to a different audience um i'm also considering just doing some separate tracks like the because this album will be all original music but yep. then sometimes i like to just take some traditional tunes and and uh, you know do something with that so that's an option too to just kind of make a make a track using traditional tunes and you know have that remix vibe going on that, that'd be really fun to hear so definitely uh keep the podcast in mind when you're working on this stuff and sure, let yeah. us know what's coming out we can share it or you're welcome to come back and talk again in the future and as i mentioned that picto skate park look, looks pretty awesome maybe if you decide to do another video you could record one here <laughs> let yeah. me know we'll get you some background players to stand around make it look like you get a big huge crowd there for yeah so. that'd be cool well um you also did bring some instruments here today mm -hmm. so maybe you could give our uh, listeners and viewers a little bit of taste of what brad reed has to offer them yeah could play a tune all right, we'll just take a small little break here so you can get set up, and uh, then we'll give everyone a little musical treat. Sounds good. All right, so I'm going to play this tune that you were talking about, the remix, the remix. So this is the tune that I did the remix of, Haley Small's Real. Um, this was from, uh, I kind of wrote this tune while uh, listening to a song on the radio in the car a couple of years ago. Uh, Haley Smalls is a kind of an R&B artist from Toronto and she had a tune on there and I just started singing a fiddle tune along to it uh, and it's kind of a you know funky R&B song so the tune ended up being you know kind of having that vibe so here is Haley Smalls Real. Thank you. 
All right, welcome back. A nice little musical treat for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so, Brad, uh, before we sign off for the day, uh, where could our listeners and viewers find you online if they want to keep up to date? Yeah, well, you could go to my website, which is bradreed.ca. Um, also on uh, Instagram, uh, Brad Reed Fiddler. Um, I, I'm on Facebook and Twitter too, but Instagram out of those ones is the one where I'm most active. Um, that's always fun. You can find me on there. Um, of course, music's on Spotify, uh, Bandcamp, all the rest of the places too, you know, Apple, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think you're finding, I guess, that, uh, Instagram probably is the most active people for music posts anyway. Yeah. I mean, there's TikTok is, is there too, but I, I haven't really, uh, cracked the code. No, I haven't. I just, uh, I haven't gotten around to TikTok yet. <laughs> when, uh, maybe it might have to wait until after music week cause we're right on the cusp of it now, but when oh, yeah. afterwards that scroll through some of the other interviews we had here this week and check out a few of them have their own TikTok accounts. I think some of them have cracked the code. Oh yeah. Well, I'm sure they have. Yeah. Great to see. And, and, uh, the 12 year old, uh, sometimes co-host my daughter that (laughs) is normally down the hall. She, uh, she got herself up to the point that she can do the TikTok live streams now. So I wow, think geez. you need a thousand regular followers or something. So. Geez, I'll have to hire her. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I might have to start <laughs> plugging her because I, I know there's quite a few artists have said that too, is that like, I know TikTok has an audience, but I'm not quite sure how to get the audience to look at my videos. Well, I, I mean, I see some great stuff on TikTok of people. It's for me, I think I could, it's, it's just a matter of fitting it into the, you know, yeah, yeah. I've got, there's a, there's only, there's only, <laughs> only so, so much many time things. In the day. That, yeah. Only so many, so much time in the day. So I'll get there. Yeah. Like you were saying, when we were in between the recordings there, we're having a little technical assistant would be helpful. You need a social media assistant. For to sure. Yeah. Around and be like, oh, what you did there was cool. Put that on TikTok. And exactly. And this thing's going on Instagram. So. Speaking of which, we got to get a photo of us here before we leave. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> we'll, we'll grab a little photo uh, after we stop recording. We'll throw that up today, actually. Yeah. Well, I do want to thank you for coming. And uh, I'm going to do my best to catch your show there, too, on uh, Thursday, Friday. 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 So yeah. I have time. To I'll send you an email over. reminder. Well, it will be for everyone that's watching this. It's probably going to come up on the screen very shortly here, <laughs> or it's at the very least in the show notes, and it will be in our promos for us. So everyone will be beaten over the head with what it is, and nobody has an excuse for saying, I wasn't sure. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Brad, and uh, we'll see you next weekend. All right. Thanks, Darcy. Bye. Bye.